Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome to Transforming Trauma, a safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to learn about creative ways to find support, resources, and share their stories. Transforming Trauma is about love, healing, community, and also joy and possibility. Most importantly, it's about transforming your pain into power, one day at a time. I'm Eve, a survivor and coach working with survivors through Rachel Grant's Beyond Surviving program. I support survivors who are feeling stuck in their lives. And today, I'm going to focus on my own experience and reflections of telling my story and what that process is like. I've had a number of people um, who I've come across or I've spoken to in recent months who are figuring this out, what it looks like in their life, and the struggle is real. It's definitely no small thing, so in solidarity, I'm going to share a little bit of what I've learned along the way in my journey. In my experience, there are stages or iterations of telling your story. Initially, it may be a process of remembering or knowing that something happened to you. There's a process of literally finding the words for your body's memories. There might be sounds or smells, touches, tastes. So you can see the show notes for a short article by The Body's Not an Apology, a great website, by the way, to learn more about what a body memory is. But these body memories are why... We remember specific details, despite still having maybe fragmented memories of what happened. I I like to think of them as puzzle pieces. There are many ways to understand how our memory is impacted by trauma, repression, denial, dissociation. I like to think we do what we need to do in order to survive and to cope with the overwhelm. And little by little, we remember when we are ready, when we can begin to process these experiences. Then there's the trying to share our truth with others. This sometimes is a whole other ballgame. Maybe it's a single sentence, like blurting out to a significant other or friend, or even disclosing in a school paper something happened to me, or I have a trauma history. I'd venture to say I did versions of this for at least five years into my healing. Then without any conscious hesitation, I wrote an entire paper about my trauma, 
in my freshman year of college writing course. Now, years later, I can't imagine having the courage to write such a vulnerable paper. But disclosing through my writing in a school paper was a survival strategy at that time. We can't look back and judge how we survived. In this case, I'm glad I shared in a forum that I felt safe with this amazing and supportive professor. On the other hand, sometimes people's initial reactions frankly suck, even to the briefest disclosures, leaving us feeling judged, shamed, alone. When you think back to people you've shared with over the years, how do they respond? Sadly, many of us experience negative responses that feel like a reenactment of their original trauma. Sometimes the responses to our disclosures can feel more painful than the trauma itself. These kinds of responses feel invalidating. Maybe they ask a detailed question like, how old were you or did you report it? And suddenly you're overwhelmed, isolated, and blaming yourself. Or worse yet, many of us are threatened or criticized for telling people incriminating information about someone they respect or they have a relationship with. Forget about what your relationship is with the person. Maybe it's a family friend, a relative, a sibling, ex-boyfriend, coach, boss. They tell you to move on, get over it, don't let this define you. Oof, it can be really brutal. I've had a wide range of experiences of telling my story. Some just plainly confusing because I truly can't remember which friends I've told or what I've shared with them. Only in recent years have I become aware of how deeply I've harbored the details of my experience, sharing with no one because I was so afraid to utter the words of what was done to me, or protective of others, afraid to burden them, to make them uncomfortable. This is totally normal, and it's actually not seen as a best practice in trauma treatment that you be able to tell some complete story about your your trauma. So don't feel like anything is wrong with you if, if you haven't told anyone, but just know and think about as I continue um, what, what benefits there are to to sharing your story with someone in some capacity. So in a totally different vein, I've also worried about disclosing in the workplace. Sometimes it feels like such a burden to carry alone, and the stigma makes you feel like you'll lose your job or be penalized. But the benefits to sharing with someone at work can be quite amazing, too. To have an ally who you can check in with, or if you're lucky enough to have a supervisor, who knows, maybe you could kind of make a plan for what, what you can do if you're triggered at work. So it's not a surprise in the wake of Me Too and Time's Up that people feel hungry for a different response. We've seen people receiving empathy all around the world. We've witnessed collective rage and demands for accountability. And we want to belong to this movement of solidarity. Of course we do. Out of the dark isolation of our secrets and pain, into the sisterhood and brotherhood of brave truth-tellers. It can take years to tell our stories, to feel safe enough, to retrieve the words, and for me, I learned there's a whole other layer of connecting my emotions and words and not feeling like I'm just reciting a recap of my weekend or something super mundane. I've been lucky enough to witness so many survivors telling their stories over the years. It's helped me feel less alone to seek these venues out. Once, I attended a local college's Take Back the Night event. So keep a lookout for these sorts of opportunities in October when many organizations and schools do events for DV awareness that's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and also in April for the Sexual Assault Awareness Month. These experiences, being in rooms full of allies and other survivors, are most inspiring and life-giving to me. To be witnessed and feel heard and seen by others is healing. It can be so emotional to hear people's kind and loving responses, 
simple words like, you are strong, I believe you, it wasn't your fault, these go a long way, and these affirmations can leave you in a puddle of tears, of feeling understood, finally. In time, you'll begin to know and believe these truths and negative beliefs and stories that we've been conditioned by the media, our perpetrators, or however you refer to the person who violated you, who hurt you. These begin to fade away, and your voice will strengthen. Just this past week, I volunteered with a local rape crisis center and had the opportunity to share my story at a Take Back the Night event with about 100 high school students and community members. I couldn't imagine having an event like that when I was in high school. It gave me such hope. I'll always remember during the Q&A when a very sincere young man asked me how I was able to cope as a kid. I took a deep breath and I thanked him for his question. Being seen is a gift. So I hope wherever you are in your process of telling your story, whether it's to yourself, to a therapist, coach, to a confidant, to be patient with yourself, most especially when you notice a very sudden urge to tell. It's a big deal, and taking your time to be intentional about the place, the person, the timing, will truly have a big impact on the type of response you receive. In reality, we don't have control over how others respond, so it's important to consider that before you share. Many people are unfortunately not equipped with how to respond, which to me is so puzzling. It's like all of a sudden, people forget how to be human and say, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. One of the key messages I hope to impart today is not to judge yourself for how you've disclosed in the past or how much energy you spend thinking about sharing with others. It's totally normal, and I promise it won't always feel so big. If you aren't ready or don't have any interest in sharing publicly, that is your choice, and you are no less brave than anyone else. And for those listening who are thinking to become more visible, sharing at that open mic, writing a blog post, speaking on this podcast, know that I believe you. I see you and I honor you wherever you are at in your journey. You are worthy of all the love and compassion in this world. And in the show notes, I've included a great document for anyone considering sharing their story publicly, created by Sujatha Baliga, one of my greatest role models, as well as a resource from BARC, the Boston Area Rape Crisis Center, which both of which will help you think through your goals as well as your potential risks and all the other things to consider throughout the process. So if you have any questions related to sharing your story or want to reach out with your own experiences, I'd love to hear from you. I also have some great guests coming up in the months to come, so stay tuned to hear from some badass survivor teachers, leaders, and creatives. Um, can't wait to share that with you. And as always, please visit rachelgrantcoaching.org to find more resources and connect with the amazing supports that Rachel offers to her community. Um, thanks so much for listening and look forward to hearing from you. Take good care. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.